Welcome back to Walk It Off with Riley Anslinger, the podcast that's all about the journey, the challenges, and the perseverance of women in the world of sports. In our previous episode, we ventured into the world of Title IX and discussed the incredible women athletes who pioneered the path towards greater equality in professional sports. These trailblazers have left an indelible mark on the sporting landscape, inspiring countless others to pursue their athletic dreams. Today in episode three, we're about to embark on a thrilling new journey. We'll be delving into the adrenaline-pumping universe of extreme sports with a special focus on the remarkable women who have shattered stereotypes and etched their names in the annals of sporting history. Join us as we celebrate their unwavering perseverance and determination in the face of extraordinary challenges. joined with a special guest, Tommy J. Hausman, Instructor of Communications and Student Media Advisor. Tommy, why are you here today? Well, I uh, was very interested in the subject, and when we talked about it, I realized I didn't know who any of these women were, and I thought that we could have an interesting conversation while you talked about these incredible women and extreme sports. So tell me, Riley, what, what is an extreme sport? Extreme sports are sporting events or pursuits characterized by high speeds and high risk. These sports operate outside traditional mainstream sports and are celebrated for their adrenaline-pumping thrills. Some popular extreme sports include skateboarding, snowboarding, freestyle skiing, inline roller skating, street BMX, and mountain biking, as well as activities like rock climbing and skydiving. Oh, that's that's interesting. I didn't know that rock climbing and skydiving were in that realm of extreme sport. I didn't realize that they made that into a sport. So what, what else? While extreme sports have been historically male-dominated, there is a growing presence of women in these sports. However, the industry is still overwhelmingly male. With more male professional athletes, competitions, and sponsorship opportunities, women in extreme sports face various challenges, including discrimination, skepticism about their capabilities, and a lack of representation both on and off the field. Despite these challenges, many women are breaking barriers, excelling in extreme sports, and working to change the gender dynamics within the industry. So much like mainstream sports, we find that the women don't get as much money, don't get as much viewership, um, just like we were talking about in in soccer. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, do you think things are are changing at all? I would say they've changed a little bit, but we're still facing these problems. Has there been any kind of noticeable increase? In recent years, there has been a noticeable increase in the number of women participating in extreme sports, and they have been pushing boundaries and achieving remarkable feats in these high-risk activities. Efforts are being made to promote gender diversity and inclusivity in the industry. And while progress has been made, there is still work to be done to achieve greater gender equality in extreme sports. Well, well I can't wait to discuss some of these, uh, these interesting athletes. Our first athlete up for discussion was the youngest female base jumper at 16, which she is now 35. She's a multifaceted extreme athlete known for her fearlessness and adrenaline-seeking lifestyle. The remarkable journey of Claire Marie, a true adventurer who embodies the spirit of fearlessly pursuing one's passion. Hailing from the small mountain town of Strawberry, California, Claire's early life was steeped in outdoor adventures. From the tender age of three, her father introduced her to rock climbing, while her mother taught her to ski by the age of five. Little did anyone know that these early experiences would set the stage for her extraordinary path. Claire's fascination with base jumping and extreme sport involving leaping from high-altitude objects with the aid of a parachute began at the age of eight when she saw it playing on a television at a ski resort. From that moment, she was hooked, and for eight years, she immersed herself into researching and dreaming about base jumping. 
when she finally mustered the courage to approach her mother with the audacious idea, she faced skepticism, but Claire was determined to prove herself. Her first space jump, executed at the age of 16, marked the beginning of her ascent to becoming the youngest woman base jumper in history. This is, this is incredible, and not just because she's a woman, but because she, anybody jumping off of anything... See, I, uh, I've, I've been rock climbing in my life, like most people have. We have Garden of the Gods not too far from here, and I've had the experience of standing on something high. I've actually fallen off a cliff out there about 25 feet, and that's, that's no fun. So I can't imagine like climbing up on something even higher than that and jumping off on purpose. I know that we do have some like stripper pits in the area, and um, in high school it was a thing to go out yeah. and jump off these things into water, but that's kind of high diving not jumping in, you know, into like nothing and, and then eventually hitting ground with just a, you know, a parachute. I think it's a little bit different. I don't know if I could have the, the courage to, to do something like that. I still have to get courage to go off the high dive at the swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> with over 800 base jumps and more than 6,500 skydives under her belt, Claire Marie has not only made a name for herself in the world of adventure sports, but also emerged as an inspiration to many. She's defied societal norms and discrimination to carve a neat for herself in a male-dominated space. Claire's relentless pursuit of her dreams, the challenges she's overcome, and her refusal to let others' limiting beliefs hold her back. Yeah, I looked her up a little bit. She actually did some um, uh, base jumping in, in lingerie as a model. She was a model as well. So um, I'm sure that a lot of these, uh, I think it's very common for a lot of these uh, women athletes to work as a model as well from what yeah. I saw when I was looking them, all of them up. And, uh, but to, to just jump off something in, in like normal clothes, I can't imagine like... It's one thing, but the lingerie is the other. Right. What's going to happen when you hit the ground if you fall and get all... Yeah, that's, that sounds a little bit dangerous <laughs> to me, but okay. Um, but yeah, more power to her. The next athlete we have is Lizzie Armanto. She is a professional skater. She's the first female skater to complete the loop, ramp, X Games gold medalist, and participant in the Tokyo Summer Olympics. She's an American Finnish skateboarder born on January 26, 1993. Discovered her passion for skateboarding at the age of 14 when she accompanied her younger brother to a skate park. While her brother's interest waned after a minor incident, Lizzie's enthusiasm for skateboarding only grew stronger. Her dedication and talent propelled her to become a trailblazer in women's skateboarding. I don't want to hate on her brother or anything, but he probably fell down and got hurt and he didn't want to do it anymore. I mean, from uh, skateboarding in my youth with my friends, uh, falling down and getting hurt, that's, that's, that's part of the game. I would have to agree with that. <laughs> Lizzie turned professional during her college years and began competing in 2010. Over her career, she achieved remarkable success, including winning more than 30 skateboarding awards. Notably, she dominated the overall World Cup ranking for three consecutive years from 2010 to 2012. Her breakthrough came at the 2013 X Games in Barcelona, where she clinched a gold medal, solidifying her status as a skateboarding legend. She went on to earn silver in 2014 and bronze in 2019 at the prestigious X Games. Now, I, I do know a little bit about the X Games. I do know a little bit about, about skateboarding be, being an extreme sport. And that's because... Um, I used to watch skateboarding videos and I used to skateboard as a kid and um, was kind of fascinated by, by Tony Hawk. And of course we all thought that we were going to you know, be famous skateboarders too, but none of us were good enough to do that. We, the, the most we did was accidentally destroy things and then have to run away <laughs> because we accidentally <laughs> broke something. So it was just a, 
I think it was more of a, of a lifestyle for us, but uh, none of us have in, in our group really had any extreme talent. But it was fun, and we enjoyed it. Tell me more about uh, Lizzie. In 2019, she made headlines by announcing her decision to represent Finland at the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games. In 2021, she and her sport made their Olympic debut. Although she didn't secure a spot in the top eight for the Olympic final, Lizzie's journey exemplifies the power of passion and determination, showcasing her as a true pioneer in skateboarding and an inspiration to aspiring athletes worldwide. And another interesting thing that I found out about her when I looked her up is that she is actually an avatar in Tony Hawk Pro Skater, Pro Skater which in my 20s, how I made up for not being a professional skateboarder was to play Tony Hawk's uh, pro, professional skateboarding games over and over again. And they were always a lot of fun and hours and hours of entertainment. And now I believe this is on um, several different platforms now from 2022, I think was the latest version of this game that came out. That's pretty cool. So, um, yeah. So who's next? Jamie Anderson. She's a two-time Olympic gold medalist in women's slope style, snowboarding, and a dominant force in her sport with multiple medals. Jamie is from South Lake, Tahoe, has excelled in the sport of snowboarding. At the young age of 10, after only one year of snowboarding experience, she was already picking up endorsements and started on the USASA circuit. Soon after, at the age of 13, she was invited to her first X Games and at 15, her first pro concert. Since then, she has achieved the title of the first woman to land a 1080 off a jump, along earning three medals at the Olympics, with two golds in both 2014 and 2018, as well as a silver in 2018 in the Big Air. She also had 10 World Cup victories and 21 total medals in the X Games, eight of which being golds. Outside of her athletics, she takes time to focus her academic career in Ayurvedic medicine and her new daughter, Misty. This is another fascinating thing to me is because that this is so complicated to do. I have a couple friends that know how to snowboard. We have Paoli Peaks not too far from here, and that's, you know, that's really nothing compared to everywhere else. But I've been to Paoli Peaks, and I have tried to snowboard, and um, I just fell down a lot. So I thought that, you know, doing, since I could skateboard, and I, you know, I was definitely not a professional skateboarder, but I could, I could do it, and I could do it pretty well. But I could not translate that to riding a snowboard. So again, I overcompensated by um, playing snowboarding video games, which that those are a lot of fun. I also think it's coincidental that all these sports, you have to fall down. So that's where the phrase comes. You have to fall down to yeah, get better. That's right. I, I, and that these are these are falling down hard. These, yeah. It's not just something that you you can just walk off, yep. right? So uh, you got a couple more that you can tell us about? Yes, I do. We have Gisela Pulido. She won 10 World Kite Surfing Championships by age 23, making her one of the most competitive riders in kite surfing. We also have Megan Ethel. She started wakeboarding at 8, became a professional by 11, and continues to excel as one of the world's best wakeboarders. Then there's Amanda Vol. She is known for her incredible free-running skills and as a Hollywood stuntwoman. She also teaches parkour to inspire the next generation. We have Ashley Felix. She's deaf and a five-time women's motocross champion. She now teaches at her motocross school and performs in stunt shows. Now, I want to give you a full disclosure here. Is, um, you know, I told you that I was interested in knowing more about these women athletes in extreme sports because I thought it was fascinating. But if you ask me to name 
a male extreme sport. I think I probably Tony Hawk. That that'd be about it. I, I he's a basic, yeah. Right. That's all I got, and he's my age, so that's why I know his name. Right. He's a little bit older than me, so I remember. You have you ever heard of the movie uh, Gleaning the Cube? I have not. You have not. That's with Christian Slater. So that that movie pretty much dictated my entire style and aura that I that I portrayed and how my sullen teenage years I became Christian Slater in that movie. <laughs> I think it's pretty interesting how there's plenty of generation of female athletes who are excelling in breaking barriers. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I but I just wanted to you know point out that you know I. I I am absolutely fascinated by all athletes, but I am so glad that there are so many female athletes yes. uh, and that, that they are becoming more prevalent. Yes. So who else do we have? We have Kelly Clark, an Olympic legend in snowboarding with multiple medals who uses her platform to advocate for her Christian faith and mentor young women. We also have Jenny Tinmouth. She set the women's speeds record at the Isle of Man TT and was the first woman to win a British championship race. We also have Lorena Abreu, known for her parkour skills. She has also worked as a stunt woman in movies and emphasizes the importance of fear management. She has worked as a parkour athlete and stunt woman on major films like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, performing stunts for Yochi Gomez. She had a background in dance and karate but discovered her passion for parkour in college. For her, parkour is not just a job but a way of life. She trains intensively, sometimes multiple times a day, as it provides a creative and fear-inducing outlet, helping her to manage her hyperactivity, akin to an Adderall for her. Abreo emphasizes the importance of fear management in parkour, where assessing risk and learning how to handle fear is a crucial part of the practice. She believes this skill extends to life in general, making challenges seem less daunting. Abreo acknowledges her privilege in being able to pursue her passions and make a career out of parkour, with the support of her family, who recently opened one of the largest parkour gyms in the Americas. While she encourages everyone to follow their dreams, she recognizes that not everyone has the same opportunity she had. Yeah, I, I, I looked her up too, and this she was really fascinating to put all that energy into training and exercising to deal with her ADHD, and I thought that was um, a good way to go about it. And plus. I saw pictures of her and I saw her abs and I realized that I've been doing everything wrong my entire <laughs> life because I mean that they, I mean, she's got like a 17, 18, 19 pack going on. I can see where she's coming from because sometimes when I'm having a bad day or I'm just stressed out and need to get away from the real world, I'll go to the soccer field and do my own thing. Right on. So do we have, uh, do we have any interesting athletes left? Yes, we do. Courtney Dowalter. She is a dominant ultramarathoner who pushes her limits in races spanning over 50 to 200 miles, relying on curiosity and mantras to keep going. Her journey into ultra running began with curiosity as she initially couldn't believe she could complete a marathon but decided to take on the challenge. Dow Walter's motivation is fueled by her constant curiosity about what's possible for both the body and the mind. She relies on the power of the mind during ultra marathons, emphasizing the importance of staying mentally strong when the body feels like it can't take another step. Mantras and positive self-talk play a significant role in helping her persevere through challenging moments. Dow Walter doesn't follow a strict training plan or have a coach. Instead, she listens to her body every day, assessing its condition, emotions, and mental state. Based on this assessment, she decides whether to push herself or take it easier, treating it like a continuous puzzle to solve through trial and error. One of her favorite moments during long races is the sunrise, which brings a magical feeling after running through the night 
with only a headlamp to illuminate her path. When the sun rises, she gains a burst of energy and a sense of accomplishment for the distance covered. Wow. I mean, wow. So running through the night to the sunrise. Now I get the mantra thing. I get the self-talk thing. Um, The whole being completely aware of your body and what you need. I think that I don't know myself that well sometimes. And I think it's very impressive that, that, that she is able to accomplish that and still be successful. Because sometimes I think I would give myself a day off when I didn't need it. But as far as mantras go, I kind of live by one. And it's do more, be more. And I've been doing that for a while now. And I think it's also, you know, it just it just kind of motivates me to, you know, can I take this on? Can I take this other thing on? And I think when I think about that mantra, it, it it's okay. Because I do, I do want to, to be the best that... I can be. And when I'm running and when I'm walking, well, I would never run. I would, I would never run. Let me make that clear. Um, but I'll walk and I'll exercise. And one of the things that I do is say have to. So I imagine that I have to do this in order to get to wherever it is that I'm going. So I imagine myself, if I'm on a treadmill, that if I wanted to go home and get home, even though I am home, that I would have to walk this much at this pace in order to get there. So have to is always in my mind. Yeah, this actually happens a lot in soccer nowadays, especially with our team. Like, if your body isn't well, then you need to just take a break, take a break, take a day off, and get better for the next day. Yeah, that that that, that speaks to our to your next episode as well about mental health. Yes, so that's it a, does. That's a nice little lead in. Yep. All right. So we we have some more though, don't we? We do. Zandi Nahavu. She is known as the Black Mermaid. She dives without tanks and promotes ocean protection through her foundation. She discovered her passion for free diving during a vacation in 2016, despite growing up in a landlocked neighborhood in Johannesburg. Her love for the ocean led her to immerse herself in the local dive community, and she later founded the Black Mermaid Foundation, a nonprofit aimed at providing access to the ocean for kids in her local township. Sandy is also involved in a project called Shaped by Water, which is an art film and documentary. This project emphasizes the interconnectedness between humans and the underwater world and aims to promote environmental awareness and the importance of protecting our waters. She shares some magical moments from her free diving experiences, including encountering whales during depth training and exploring stunning underwater landscapes in locations like Egypt and Cape Town. Additionally, Zandi discusses her motivation for creating the Black Mermaid Foundation, driven by her desire to empower children and change the narrative around ocean protection by allowing them to explore beneath the ocean's surface. The ocean. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you do you do you like the ocean? You like the beach? I love the ocean and the beach, but I am afraid of the deep ocean. Yeah. I, I don't like the ocean. So I went there when we used to go there as a kid, we went to Florida a lot and uh I got stung by a jellyfish mm-hmm. like a lot. I like a lot a lot. Yeah. And I didn't like it and I and it stinks and I just I I'm I don't like the ocean. I don't like someone pee on you? No. I, nobody, nobody peed on me. <laughs> <laughs> that's supposed to help. That's what they said. They told me to go home and pee on myself. That's, okay. So, but I, I didn't do that. Um, but it, it, you know, I did cover myself up with sand like a crab. But I do love swimming. I love swimming, and I, I can, I can hold my breath for a pretty long time. But I don't think that I could do this. I don't think so either. I can't hold my breath for a long time. Right. And I can, th- I can barely even swim. Really? Yes. That's interesting. Well, I mean, she's got us both beat. Yeah, she does. So who's next? We have Bryce Wetstein, an Olympic skateboarder who started her journey at the local YMCA and emphasizes the transformative power of skateboarding and connections with others. 
The 19-year-old Olympic skateboarder is deeply passionate about skateboarding and its transformative impact on her life. She has traveled to multiple continents and countries, participated in the Do Pro Tour, and represented the U.S. in the Women's Park event at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, where she finished sixth, the highest-placing U.S. skateboarder in her category. However, she values skateboarding not just for its competitive aspects, but for the personal growth it has brought her. For Bryce, skateboarding has taught her valuable life lessons, including trust in herself and the significance of every step in her journey. It has also improved her communication skills, emphasizing the importance of openness and transcending language barriers through the universal language of skateboarding. She describes the profound connection she feels with skateboarding, comparing it to falling in love over and over again. Bryce believes that skateboarding offers endless opportunities for love and growth, making it a vital and enduring part of her life. I mean, that's, uh, that's incredible, a 19-year-old, uh, having that much uh, self-awareness and that much drive. Um, we, you know, we talked a couple, you know, a couple times about skateboarding already, but, I mean, to, to master it that young and to be that talented and to, to go on and do it in the Olympics and win, that's just amazing. And also for her to be so self-aware of herself, I wasn't aware of myself until I think I was 32. <laughs> so what do, what do you think about her? I think it's pretty awesome to start young because when she gets older, she's going to be crazy. Yeah, you think? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right so uh, I think we got, we got just one more left, right? You want to just dive right into it? A skydiver and founder of Diversify Outdoors and Melanin Base Camp, she promotes diversity and inclusivity in outdoor sports. Danielle Williams is an avid skydiver with a unique perspective on extreme sports, particularly as a woman in a male-dominated field where women make up only 14% of skydivers worldwide. Her journey into extreme sports began in 2006 when she was in the Army and regularly jumped out of planes. After a decade of military service, she continued skydiving as a civilian, but now approaches it differently, jumping about once a month with a focus on intentional experiences and skill improvement. Beyond her personal passion for skydiving, Danielle is committed to sharing the connection she feels with extreme sports and the outdoors with others. In 2018, she founded Diversify Outdoors, a nonprofit coalition promoting gender and racial diversity in outdoor activities. She is also the founder of Melanin Basecamp, a blog and resource center dedicated to providing resources and increasing representation for BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, and people of color, individuals interested in outdoor activities. Danielle emphasizes the importance of making outdoor adventures accessible and creating a sense of community with these activities. She highlights the joy and playfulness of skydiving and how it provides a unique opportunity for connection with like-minded individuals. Additionally, Danielle is committed to the idea of longevity in skydiving and looks forward to being an active participant well into her senior years, as skydiving offers age-diverse categories that start in your 40s, making it an inclusive sport for people of all ages. So she highlights the joy and playfulness of jumping out of an airplane. I don't see any joy in that. Really? I mean, I've, I've never been on a plane, but if you could get me onto a plane that leaves the ground and goes up high in the sky, which it's going to be hard to do in the first place, and then convince me to jump out of it, that's going to be a whole nother thing. It even makes me nauseous looking out of a plane window when I'm in the air. Wow. So, yeah, so base jumping, which was what we started off with. We started off with jumping off of, you know, perfectly good, solid ground. Which is still pretty frightening. Right, and now we're jumping out of airplanes from high up in the sky. Wow, these were some 
amazing individuals, and I am so happy to hear their stories. I am glad I could inform you. Well, that's great. So I, I, I thank you for having me. Yes, of course. Thank you for being on my show. Thank you for joining us on another thrilling episode of Walk It Off with Riley Anslinger. In today's exploration of women in extreme sports, we've been inspired by the remarkable stories of women who've shattered stereotypes, pushed boundaries, and left an indelible mark on the world of extreme sports. From base jumping to skateboarding, snowboarding, kiteboarding, wakeboarding, parkour, motocross, and ultra marathons, these women have proven that gender is no barrier to achieving greatness in the world of adrenaline pumping activities. We've heard about the fearless Claire Marie, who became the youngest female base jumper at 16 and has since defied societal norms to become a prominent figure in the world of adventure sports. Then there's Lizzie Armanto, the professional skateboarder who made history by completing the loop ramp and participated in the Tokyo Summer Olympics, breaking new ground in skateboarding. We also explored the inspiring journey of Jamie Anderson, the two-time Olympic gold medalist in slope-style snowboarding, who continues to dominate her sport. And let's not forget about Gisela Pulido, Megan Ethel, Amanda Vol. Ashley Field, Kelly Clark, Jenny Tinmouth, Lorena Abreu, Courtney Dalwater, Zondi Nouvel, Bryce Wetstein, and Danielle Williams, each with their unique stories of perseverance and passion in the world of extreme sports. Now, as we conclude this episode, we invite you to join us next time for a crucial discussion in our series titled, Breaking the Silence, Mental Health and Athletics. We'll delve into the mental health challenges faced by athletes, share personal stories, and tackle the stigma surrounding mental health in the world of sports. We'll also highlight initiatives and organizations addressing mental health issues and emphasize the importance of seeking help and support. Don't miss this insightful episode where we'll shed light on a topic that affects athletes at all levels and strive to break the silence surrounding mental health and athletics. Until then, keep walking it off with Riley Anslinger. And remember that every journey, no matter how extreme, is an opportunity for growth and empowerment.